I'm Kat from Rock 95. And I'm Charlie from 107.5 Cool FM. And welcome to More Than Real Estate Podcast. This is all about bringing life and energy to real estate without always talking about real estate. On these podcasts, you can look forward to interviews with influential members and industry partners. These stories will focus on their personal growth and incorporate lighthearted, inspiring, and sometimes funny segments. Highlighting the fact that there's more to realtor life than being a realtor. Shannon is a multi-award-winning real estate representative with Remax Hallmark Chay Realty Brokerage. Her extensive experience in the real estate industry has allowed her to build her business largely by referral only, first starting in investing, transitioning into property management, and now as a full-time realtor. In addition to being a successful realtor, Shannon is an avid supporter of Shopping Local, an activist and community leader who believes in giving back. Hello, Shannon. Hello. We're so happy to have you. I mean, Charlie and I both know you well. Yeah. We talked to you about your, your community initiatives. The Shoebox Project is one. Right. Uh, but I, we also know you as a real estate agent because we, I personally ran by all of your signs on Young Street. <laughs> <laughs> you are very successful. And like, can you kind of give us a little bit of insight? You've been building your business for a few years. Yeah, thanks. I've been into it actually almost 20 years now. And I kind of came across it by accident, though, if anything in life isn't really by accident, I believe that everything just kind of takes you on a course to wherever it is. I was a single mother and I had actually put myself back to school and I was taking uh, courses at Georgian College and I was going through to get my HR degree with my two young children at the time and just really trying to make sure that we could be well supported, uh, you know, and and have uh, a firm uh, career and of course, you know, actions take ourselves into another way and you go into a commission job, go figure. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, you know, it was really okay. So, you know, I was working uh, with someone closely at the time because I was investing in real estate and that was my niche and that was my expertise. I really enjoyed uh, wealth creation strategies for myself, again, as a single mother and looking at different ways that I could do those strategies. And it was something that I enjoyed. And the agent at the time that I was working with kind of wasn't so great, but said, hey, why don't you join my brokerage and, you know, I'll pay for your real estate license. And I was intrigued. It wasn't out of my pocket. It was just my time. So I did the fast track. I did it within like six months. I just really powered through. Uh, You know, that's what you do in your 30s. You have a lot more energy and (laughs) and, uh, things like that. So then I just became a real estate agent and it just evolved from there to property management, to investing, discovering my niche really early uh, discovering that I enjoyed the investing part of it, the matching the tenants, the profile, all those different things in a niche. And then it just brought me to my experience today. Let's talk, can we talk about the investment? Cause I think, you know, there's, um, there's a few women that we've seen in Simcoe County that are, are doing the sort of the real estate investment thing. And I think a lot of women, people really would love to do that. So like, if you have a little bit of equity or, or finances to be able to like, how would you start? If it's like, you know, I want to do real estate investment. How do I do that? Well, like, how, it. like, how do you do it? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's actually, it's my true passion, right? First of all, empowering women in all things, whether it's business or professional, uh, has always been my passion, has always been my drive personally and professionally. And in one of the reasons why I created, why I created the Women Investment Network 
right? So when I have a couple who comes to me and it's a totally different language, it's a totally different conversation. For us women, it's, it's more like we look at houses as a home and we're nesters and we're looking at, and it's a totally different conversation. And especially with the education part of it around money, it's so different. You know, sometimes it can be intimidating because, you know, where the, whether it's a, a male dominated industry still in different, in different ways, and a different conversation. So, you know, you're looking at it, you already own a home. Maybe you don't own a home wherever you are. If you want to, uh, if you're just starting out, get some friends together. And if you already own a home, you can look at something in your equity. You can get like a home equity line of credit. There are so many different ways that you can look at it and attack it and get into it. Start now, it's never too late and create that wealth for your future, create it for your family, for your lifestyle, for whatever that it is. And don't be afraid to do it, just jump right in. It's, it's necessary because look at uh, equal pay, you know, do we, yeah. are we still at the equal parity for women? No, we no. aren't. As yeah. much as we really try to work on that, we are not there yet. So we need to take those matters into our own hands, most particularly with the, you know, with the uh, RSPs and also with uh, investing in stocks, whatever that looks like to you, whatever education that you want to learn to look at your, you, you, what would you tell your younger self for your future self so you can maintain the lifestyle? Because honestly, we won't, we won't be able to count on, on the government uh, grants and retirement funds and things like that. So if we want, if, if, so if I wanted right now, okay, yes. with, with my, what I, okay, so yes, I am married, I have a husband, we have a, a obviously a, a joint income, but for myself, if I said, okay, I have, this is what I make. Um, how would I say like, I want to buy a little townhouse or a little home or a mm -hmm. cottage. I always had this dream of doing um, like a mom retreat, like sort of a, like Airbnb, but just for moms Yes, where moms can go by themselves. If they want to take their children, that's fine. But the idea is for a restful little, so that's my one little weird mom house idea. <laughs> so if I wanted to do that, okay, but like I have to get a loan, right? I would obviously, so how, how would I do that? So where do I go? How do I start this process? I love that. The momscape. Yes. Like just, <laughs> I just thought sometimes because I think you just, even a day, a night, and I already have, it will just be Netflix and it would be uh, like just a bar with a lot of alcohol and water, you know, to hydrate obviously afterwards and just, and candy and, and a big bathroom. You forgot about the butler service. No, yeah. That's a good point. Too. So, like, <laughs> so, do I, comfy beds. <laughs> so do I have to go with like way too many pillows? Right. <laughs> so do I, do I have to go to a bank and say, this is my idea. This is what I want to do. Or do I just go in and say, Hey dude, I need one. Like, yeah, there's lots of different ways that you can do that. If you already own a home, you can, you know, of course, talk with your partner or whoever's on title with you. Uh, I, I mean, the way that I started was I had my home and then my partner had their home and then we just built from that. Then we had our home combined and then I just continued to build off the other home that I had separately. We kept it. We had uh, our finances separately and yeah. then we had the, the common household stuff together. So then we were able to. Uh, continue to build the portfolio that way. That's really important. So, so you just bought a house. 
Yeah. So you were able, you bought your first house and then did you, and then you rented it to somebody else. Yes. And And then then they paid the mortgage. Yeah. Actually I lived in the house first. And then as my partner and I got together, we, then we had our matrimonial home together. Oh, I see. Right. So you use that. And then I use the other house as the leverage. Right. Or if it's somebody who already has the quote matrimonial home, whatever that looks like, whether you're married or not common law, whoever you have registered, whoever's on title, then if you can speak with them, you've got some equity, most particularly right now with the way the market is and you've got some equity, that's something that you, the two of you can have a conversation with and contact a mortgage broker. I would say mortgage broker has more flexibility than a bank. However, a bank, if you have a good relationship with the bank, then you can also potentially, you know, use the equitable or the line of credit from that and then work on your portfolio together. So how much money are you, sorry, are you? Why don't you guys make an appointment? (laughs) (laughs) How much money? Because I think a lot of moms, because it sounds like you, you make it sound so easy, but in somebody else's head, they're like, okay, so we can do that. We can go to the bank. But now that I have a loan Mm -hmm. and you buy whatever, how much money would you be investing in theory in your own pocket to get that going? That's really hard to answer because in terms of an investment property, you have to put at least 20% down. And then it depends on whether it's a recreational or if you're going to be looking at a timeshare or maybe a condo or something where all the fees are included. So it really depends on what income you'd be dra- would, you would be drawing in and the expenses on top of that. And then that would also determine your loan to value. What I'm hearing common more and more nowadays is even if you were to get a few of your a handful of your friends and a lot of uh, most particularly women that I know right now. In fact, I'm meeting another lady after uh, this conversation. And that's what they're doing is a whole bunch of the moms oh, are pooling their money together. They're looking at a, a they're looking at a multi-million dollar property and then they're pooling that in together wow. to be able to purchase something just like that. And rent it out and do that. Do Airbnb and all the different things. So you're you're not off course in what you're thinking about what could be off. I think somebody stole my idea. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> there's lots out there. Or even if you do it, you know, there's lots of different opportunities. But for sure, the main thing is ask the questions and don't be intimidated, no matter where you are in your financial journey. Uh, that is the best thing I can tell you, Charlie, for sure, and explore it. So that being said, 10 years in the industry, you are somebody who comes across as extremely confident, not intimidated by a lot. Like when you got into the industry, I'm sure it was very male dominated, Um, but you're also a member of the BIPOC community. Right. So, I mean, you know, challenges after challenges after challenges, but was there any challenges in terms of that, the BIPOC community that kind of, that you faced getting into the industry as (laughs) as a member of that community? Oh Lord. Yes, absolutely. And even still to this day, no matter where you are in this journey, you can still see that there's improvement and things that have gone on. But, you know, here, here's where I look at it. And thank you for, for noticing the confidence. The confidence comes with a lot of struggle, right? So it comes with um, conversation. It comes with a mutual understanding. It comes with vision. It comes with seeing the other person's side of it and having that empathy. So the lady that you see before you is only because of all the challenges that I faced as a young girl. And the challenge is even more so when I saw that you wanted to ask about BIPOC is because, first of all, I was a single mom. I moved to Barrie for affordability. Uh, The second thing was I didn't even think about my visible minority at the time. Uh, And because I am mixed of white and black with blue eyes, it's always been where do I fit in? Where do I belong? And I don't think about it, to be honest with you, until people look at the curly, you know, 3B hair or whatever, 
Um, so, you know, I don't get that support in terms of, you know, um, how can, you know, my hair be done so I can feel good and present. It's not an ego thing at all. And so it's trying to fit in. Is she, is she white? Is she black? I don't think about it until you point it out to me. Uh, and the other, the other double-edged sword I have against me is being female. So, uh, and being an outspoken one at that. So we always have those challenges when you have an opinion, but I'm not a doormat. And that's trying to find that equal balance of how do you make sure that your needs are being met? How do you make sure that you represent as a woman, as a woman of color for the next generation, for those people that you influence and also being a domestic uh, survivor, right? So that is all the things that are intimidated to someone. And then they look at you and go, I can't believe she said that. Why is she speaking? Like it, it's so intimidating to other people, but you're just living your life. You're just being present and you're just being authentic and you're just living. I'm sure it's self. intimidating to some people, but I think to other women, especially business women or any women like who would, who would talk to you or see you, it's pretty inspiring. Inspiring. Yeah. Right. And I think it's wonderful. And I'm seeing the, the Wonder Woman theme. Yes. You oh. got the tattoo, you got the ring. <laughs> is that your, see if you had any superpower. <laughs> So the, this, the tattoo is new. It is actually a gift from my daughter, believe it or not. And it was something that she wanted to do because she felt inspired by myself and my mom. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's something that we're doing right now. And same with the, the Wonder Woman uh, uh, ring. When I was younger, yes, I would have said I wanted to be Wonder Woman. But the older that I get, I realize uh, in times of overwhelm and anxiety, I'm not Wonder Woman and I take on too many things. So my superpower would actually be to eradicate hate and violence. Yes. On board. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. Let's do that. On board with that. Let's yes. do that next. <laughs> yes. You know, it, it's incredible. I think, you know, when you, you talk about sort of overcoming sort of challenges and stuff, and I think that it's, it's unfortunate still that we live in this time where you can be uh, very confident and so educated and know what you're saying and you're so outspoken and your honesty somehow makes you stereotypical to somebody where, you know, they they take that as, you know, the, the typical woman is complaining or you're, you're being aggressive as opposed yes. to being confident, um, which is incredibly frustrating, I yes. think for, for all women out there. And, um, you know, I, are you starting to see though that, your, your confidence and your presence is not being miscued that way now? Especially in the industry. Yeah, the great thing about it is, is the older you get and the more experiences you have, the more confident you get, but then you start setting boundaries. So if we wanna talk about control, you start setting boundaries and then you continue to live your life on your terms. And as you set the boundaries of the people who just take that energy or take and take and take, then you find your people, right? So then you get to, to find your sisterhood of the same like-minded individuals who totally get you. So then you don't have to apologize or feel that need to apologize anymore for you just simply waking up in the morning and just you being you. If you want to vent, they don't take it in any particular way. There's a, there's a particular group of, of sisterhoods that I have here. And throughout this whole pandemic thing, what we've done is we just, we just have our little private group and we just get into what it is that we're facing. And we're all different professional women in our own industries. We all face the, the same challenges or in different ways and we just get each other. So I think that is, that is the main thing that's, that's really happened in this that just reinforces 
and especially when you go, am I crazy? And then you, you know, you share what your experience with them and they, they celebrate or they vent with you, which is the great thing. And then all the other people's whose opinion don't matter, uh, don't matter because you know, you're justified in, in your reactions and you can just keep going. And I just want to add, if you can just continue to inspire, even if it's just one person, then you've changed the life of that one person and then they can just continue to inspire and then you just continue to change it for, uh, pay it forward. And that's just how you change the world. It's very clear you're successful. We've already said it. You're, <laughs> you've won awards, you're a full-time realtor. You will not see Shannon Marie's face on a billboard. And that's because you've created a referral only business or that's what you built. That is very challenging and pretty amazing. So can you kind of, do you have any tips for people who are just starting out and are looking to build the kind of business that you have created for yourself? Yeah, thank you. In fact, you know, I realized a long time ago and, and not to take away from anybody who does billboards, that's great. That's on them. That's, that's their recourse. But what I learned a really long time ago was at the end of tax year, and I saw that $80,000 was going into advertising and paying for advertising. And knowing my commitment and my advocacy for charities and philanthropy and giving back, because that is my passion and that is my true joy. Oh my gosh, if I, if I could do that full time and figure that out without question, I would, I would, you know, travel around the world, you know, like a really good friend of mine does and make a difference to children. And, and oh my gosh, that, that would just be great. Like, like truly. But so what I did a long, long time ago was realize um, was, was who I was putting my energy into. And I was putting my energy and my time and my money and, and time is our biggest asset. And I was putting my time into the people who didn't enjoy working or were really, oh my gosh, I don't want to say this bad, but were really demanding of my time. And again, I was a single mom, right? So they're really demanding of my time, didn't respect that I wanted to get home uh, to my children and at least kiss them goodnight before they went to, to bed or whatever it was. And no matter how much I gave, it was just take, 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 and I was exhausted. And so it was that factor of realizing the time and resource I was putting in, and then just creating who was my ideal client? Who are the people that I want to work with? Who are the people who are going to appreciate the, the five plus star service that I'm going to provide? Who are people who are like me? What would I expect? in kind of customer service. And then it's also the not apologizing and not having to explain myself. So it's when I sat down with myself and made that business plan of who my ideal client was and where I wanted to be in five years, for sure, was, was the biggest thing. And what did I enjoy? Because I had to find that thing that was going to get me out of bed. What was really going to bring me joy and not make me groan in the morning? Because I can honestly say years later, I, there's not one moment that I have to like grunt and groan and go, oh my God, I have to go do this again. Like not, honestly, not one day still, which tells me that I'm on the right path and that I absolutely love what I do and there's no baloney about it. So I don't do billboards because I'd rather put that money back into the charity and the community that I do and support the businesses that we do, of course, uh, the local aspect of that because they too have baseball games and hockey and women's hockey is one of the big things that I support. We can talk about that later. <laughs> um, but, you know, just, just to be able to give back, that's, that's the, the key thing uh, to be authentic and work by referral 
is, is the key thing that I want. So that's really how I just kind of evolved my business from there. And then because those people know, love, and trust me and know that I'm the expert and know that I'm the niche at what I'm doing, you know, even if they have a friend or family in the business, they're like, oh no, you've got to use Shannon because X, Y, Z, she's, you know, she's been in this a long time, but she really, she really understands. You don't have to apologize or over explain anything. She'll, she'll talk your language. She won't talk down to you. And, and that's really that. And I think they see my joy. Um, you did mention this. Your involvement with the community is huge. Yes. Not only the shopping local aspect, but your your little baby, the shoebox project. Yes. Can you talk talk about that a little bit? I Tell love us about it. it. I love it's it. my favorite. I love it mainly <laughs> because I think it's called the shoebox. And you know, Shannon and I over the last couple of years, it was so fun. She's taught me so much about what this does, and it it is a lot of fun going to shop for somebody else. And know that whatever you're buying is going to make a huge difference. Yeah. And you've managed to uh, evolve this. Yeah, it tells great it. skills in, in Simcoe County. Thank you. Yeah, my goodness. Charlie was like on board, like right from the start. <laughs> I was shopping. Yeah, I said, shoe, well, I said shoebox, she went, I'm in. What's it, what's <laughs> what, it involved? What doing? <laughs> so fun. Right. So, you know, the shoebox project definitely has been a labor of love. And I wanted to bring it to Simcoe County because it is throughout Canada, US and UK. And it wasn't at the time, but we were expanding. We were just a non, not-for-profit and now we are an official charity. So bringing, bringing that in here was just because, again, uh, you know, when you do your mission statement, when you focus on what it is that you want to do, I've always wanted to empower women and children uh, who have been, uh, you know, come from whatever circumstance and empower them. So the Shoebox Project is uh, to support women and girls in the community who will find themselves homeless or at risk. And it's different in the way that we just want to, we want to offer them like a, a Shoebox gift of a luxury item. So it's, it's not a handout. It's, it's a, you're special. It's love in a box is what I like to say. So we usually do it around Christmas time, you know, Mother's Day, International Women's Day, or any time throughout the year. And we provide it to the organizations and shelters throughout Simcoe County. We go all the way from Aurelia, Barry, uh, Innisfil, all the way up to Collingwood, um, you know, so all throughout Simcoe County and Simcoe Gray. And it's just a way to be able to give back and the whole community can get involved, individuals, families, most particularly the little love gifts of notes of inspiration and you can do it. And, you know, nobody ever wakes up one morning and, and says, oh, I'm going to be homeless. Yeah. Right. So it's just just a little reminder of their special. And it's just evolved from all the different other organizations and charities I've been board of directors of, whether it was Dress for Success or whether it was, you know, Promblitz that I had been part of, um, you know, just all the different uh, things that, again, to help empower women and children. And just the Shoebox Project is just the right fit, uh, literally, pun intended. Yep. And, uh, you know, so, so now, yes, I brought it locally, but now I actually sit on the board of directors for all of Canada. That's not a surprise. No. <laughs> I mean, you really have found the perfect balance, it looks like anyway, between your, you know, parenting, home life, personal life, work, your charity work, you know exactly what you need to, you know, be happy and also what you need to give back to be happy and what you need to make, make, make a successful business. Like you, you seem to have it together. It's, it's really inspiring. <laughs> It's really nice to see. <laughs> what's, what's I have to say after all of that? What what's your next? I feel like you you're never done. Like you've got something else. Go, I can see your eyes. Yeah. Too bad this is a podcast. But like, what what's your next 
like because I feel like you know inspiring women like you hardworking women like that you're always doing something else it's like what can I do next so what's your next yes for sure it's always uh thank you very much for that Charlie in terms of the uh and um uh, Kat in terms of inspiring and I do hear that often and I love to hear that I it's there's no ego in that uh if again if I can help make a difference to someone else wherever they are in their journey whether a single mother or in a relationship or, or maybe not even a mother you know whether they are surviving from a domestic beast I there I I make no qualms about where I was uh over 26 years ago and I am uh actually a thriver, uh, having, uh, fled, you know, a domestic violence, uh, situation. Right. And that is the core of who I am, that nobody else is in that situation. I literally came back here with my one-year-old son pregnant with my daughter, with my suitcase to bury, or actually to Stroud to Innisfil. I had nothing, nothing. And all I had was the love of my family and the support and just knowing that I was going to change a generation and that my children were going to know that they could look up to their mama and that for them, all things are possible. And so well, you've proven that to many people. You went, you <laughs> went from having nothing to wearing those red bottoms. I mean, <laughs> so good for you, and honestly. That's part of the dream is that being is. able to wear those red bottom shoes. It is. And you, you have, you have done that all by yourself for yourself, for your family. And it's really amazing. Thank you. And honestly, I couldn't have done it by myself because it is the port, it is the support and the love of the clients, the customers, and those who had faith in me, and then me wanting to do better also for them. And also that support is like a give and take, right? So you can't, you can't do that without love and support of friends and community and family. So what's next for me? Honestly, there is no glass ceiling is, is how I feel. Uh, I'm not ready to share what I'm working on, but, but you can bet. It's going to be uh, epic. <laughs> you can, you can bet that it would probably include Halle Berry. Playing me in a movie. Can we just talk about your celebrity? You have so many celebrity contacts. I know. Like 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 Janet Jackson. What? (laughs) And the the comedian you're working, you were on his podcast. What is his name? Yes, Jeremy Hotz. We are actually, yes, we actually just, uh, we, we just, did our first uh, show. We're, we're going to be on Sirius at, uh, XM, and uh, I'm really excited about that. He and is you. If you've watched, if he's you've watched his relapse, you know him. He is. He's got a, a way that he talks behind his hand. You'll know him as soon as you see him or hear him. I do. He's a great I remember this one bit he did years ago about Canada, and it's so cold, and why <laughs> do we live here? And it still stands out in my in my mind. But you know, it it sounds like you're having a lot of fun too with with what you're doing. I do. I, I get to work with him on the production of you know his podcasts and his his uh, shows on social media and all those different things. And again, it just goes back to all my different interests and and diversity and and the main thing is not being afraid to say no say yes what opens up you know get out of our own way because fear is not real and it very easily could hold us back and yes is the reason how I met Janet Jackson or got my daughter to be honored by Janet Jackson you know 30 under 30 or 20 under 20 or whatever it was for her philanthropy and her charity work you know and and uh you know meeting all the different people, but they're just people. And, you know, in, in my podcast as well, I just interviewed Don Most, 
from Happy Days. He played Ralph Melf on Happy Days. And, uh, you know, Linda Pearl, who was uh, the single mom who was Fonzie's girlfriend. And, you know, and Susan Rattan from L.A. Law. So all they all said, yes, we want to be on your podcast just because we just really, like, love your energy and your enthusiasm. And I just, they just know that they just get treated as people to me. And I just respect that you know, them as celebrities or actors is just what they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's pretty amazing. So, okay. So there's a rapid fire segment. All right. Uh, okay. Two questions for you. You just have to answer off the top of your head. What is the last thing you Googled? Oh, I don't want to say that. <laughs> the second last thing you Googled. The second last thing I Googled. The second last thing I Googled was... Oh, I pass. I can't. I can't. <laughs> well, maybe we we might already know the answer, but what's the concert you'll never forget? Oh, Janet Jackson, hands <laughs> down, in Hawaii. Oh my in god! 20, oh my Hawaii, god! In twenty nineteen, before the before the yeah. lockdown. Yes. Backstage, hang, hanging out with her, with my best friend Thea Austin from Snap. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> dive into your extensive celebrity. Uh, communications pool who would play you in a movie Halle Berry my best friend disagrees and thinks I should get Tia or one of those twins the Murray the Murray sisters oh, yeah they're yes. mixed yeah Tia yeah. yeah yeah I love I, sister sister right? one of my favorite <laughs> shows growing up and I think yeah they are one of them is working on a, a cooking show right that's yeah. what you haven't done yet Cooking. It's a cooking, cooking show. Oh, God, you don't want me cooking. But see, that's where that would be fun. I think <laughs> we should see you on some sort of, like, cooking show. That would be, like, next. She's like, and this is the takeout. We're going to open the container together. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> here's the tacos. And here's the nachos. And here's how you take the pre-shredded cheese. Because I'm all about convenience, man. It can be tasty, but it's got to be hot and yeah, quick and dirty and ready to go. Seriously. Quick and dirty. That's the like, cheaters. That's the dream right there. Quick and dirty. Oh, no. Let's go. Thank you <laughs> for talking to us today. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs>